Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Absent Minded Podcast, episode 10. Recording on August 5th, my name is Travis Stockton at Ray Charlizard. And today with me, as always, is, well, as most of the time, Andrew Crandall. Thank you. Andrew loves video games over mm-hmm. there. And we've also got Ethan Newbolt with us at Souls Bjorn. Hey. Were you just like trying to cast spells over there know, or something it's, it's like that? rocket ship. I thought a, he had an action figure or something. Ship, right? I was like, yeah. he's over there playing. He was just, he, I mean, why is he even here? Why, why does he even need us? He was just having a Whoa. ball by himself. He just said, why is he even here? That was a hella Freudian, Freudian slip. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. that's what I felt. I was gonna say welcome back, Drew, but now I'm just gonna say <laughs> fuck you. I'll say welcome back, Drew. Hey, buddy. Oh, thanks, guys. Technically, we had you back yesterday, but that but, episode doesn't go live till Tuesday. And yeah. Either way, we don't get to banter as much during the the movie, the movie review talks. It's true. Yeah, it's all run and gun with those specials. <laughs> So do you have a do you have a nice break? Nice uh, sit down with the parents. Nice hangouts. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have time to play any video games while you're gone? Do you put? Did you do anything on your Switch? Well, yeah. Uh, I I beat well. I beat the story mode of Super Mario Maker two, which is finally now you can play the real stuff. Oh yeah, now I can get down down in the nitty gritty. Uh, and I played a little bit more of uh, Ultimate Alliance three, but I got stuck on a Dormammu boss, so I'm. I just haven't gone back to it yet. Just have to trap him in a time loop. Yep. That's every, no, what I have to do time. is I have to grab these fucking rocks on there and I have to get hit with these lasers and then throw them at him. And it's annoying because your teammates are dumb. Sounds like the game's not good. Uh, <laughs> are you thinking about getting uh, Fire Emblem? Now that's out. And it's just like crushing the sales charts. Yeah, I've heard it's been doing really good. Yeah, it's getting um, like hella good reviews. It is. Yeah. Because what it's on like Metacritic, it's like a 9.5 or something. It's like high. That. I mean, yeah. Nintendo games are always high, but it's high. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, eventually. But, you know, again, I, I just got too many games on my plate. Like, you know, again, like we've been talking about, I've been uh, uh, playing Yakuza 0. Yeah. You know? and that game is just one. a delightful, absurd mess. It's fantastic. Two out of three people that you harass to play Yakuza games will play them and love them. Delightfully <laughs> absurd. It's so good. I, I fucking love those games. And it's one, too, where it's like once you've played a Yakuza game, you've played probably all the Yakuza games. It's just you, an experience yeah. you need to have. Yeah, once you're just getting your more story and stuff. But I, I do think if you only play one, that Yakuza Zero is the one to play. Because that's like the bait. Is that like the start of the story? or is Essentially. So it's it's a prequel to one because Yakuza, just Yakuza, is was the, first the PS2 one. game. Right. But it's one of those things where you get a lot of interesting backstory for characters like Majima. Like he's way wackier in the future games and you'll find out by the end of yakuza zero where that change happens so oh, okay for classic franchise players and stuff it's mm-hmm. interesting to see that he's not just like this super wacky character all the time it's nice to see his origins yeah exactly and it uh of course you can always can never have too much kazuma kiryu he's just the best he's yeah. like the best you know what if i had to pick if we ever do our video game hero topic that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna say kazuma go. kiryu yeah, okay what about you, Ethan? I know just more Apex, just more. Yeah, I haven't. I've been busy. Apex this week. And I, haven't had, I haven't had time for much uh, video games. Very little. Fourteen. But, I said last yeah. week I was hoping to have Call of Cthulhu done by now. Nope, have not even touched. Yeah, it I was since listening the last to that. <laughs> <laughs> I was re-listening to, or I was like listening to that episode again today. Yeah, I want to talk to you about Call of Cthulhu because uh, whenever you said you were uh, downloading that, I was like, isn't that that Sunken Cities game? But uh, that's another one. Separate. Yeah, it, it's yeah. A, that's weird another thing Cthulhu or uh, two HP Lovecraft games. Yeah, both came so, out within the. Like, because Sunken City, I think, came out the second. Like, it just released. Yes, Sunken City was the new one. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Well, I remember like watching like alpha footage on like YouTube and stuff Mm -hmm. uh, whenever it was first getting announced. But I guess like, how do you like Call of Cthulhu? I mean, I you talked about it last week a little bit, but I guess do you still? Yeah, uh, I mean, if you listen to last week's episode, it's the same. Like I said, I've not even been able to turn it back on. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, the atmosphere is awesome. I'm enjoying the the style of gameplay. What is the style of gameplay again? It's very exploratory almost. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say an action adventure game because the whole the idea is you play a private detective. Yeah. And I think you do that in Sunken City too. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, They're that's a classic the like, same Lovecraftian Lovecraft thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you play this private detective. Someone uh, has come to you with a case. Uh, his wife or his daughter and her family have died in a fire that burns down a portion of the mansion that they lived okay. in. And now are you spending time in the mansion the whole time? Well, you don't even know it because you haven't gone that far. Chapter right? three literally is when you go into the mansion. Okay. So I did do that. I, okay. I, I haven't quite finished chapter three, but that's the area I am. You are exploring Have you that ever read Shadows Over Innsmouth? No, I've never read any Lovecraftian thing before. They're literally both essentially just that with a lot more stuff thrown in okay. and stuff like that. Great, well, I think, great HP Lovecraft isn't story Call also. Call of Cthulhu like specific? Like Cthulhu's like ex- shows up in other oh, yeah. poems and stories and stuff, but isn't there like a like the, his introduction? Like there's just a Call of Cthulhu story because I think yes, that's he what also this has one a, is he also on. has a Cthulhu specifically one. I just know yeah. the Sinking City and most of the iterations of this style. It always just goes back to fish people <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's good um yeah it's just a lot of exploration you're trying to you talk to people you're piecing together more information about what's is there happened any combat in it at all not that i've gotten to okay it's all it's more like in the walking simulator style which yeah. i hate that term but like when i say that you have an idea what do you mean like, i get what you a mean a lot of it's walking around exploring looking at the I environment my, yeah yeah talking to people my wrists figuring it out yeah. getting clues and all that shit <laughs> yeah right. uh yeah, I, I do want to get back into it, but this has been a weird week. I got a crazy schedule, and I, I just had, didn't have time to Busy couple jump of into. weeks here at Absent Minded Podcast. Honestly, it's my own fault. I could have put three or four hours into it, but then I watched Endgame because Endgame just came back, came out on digital. So That's I was a like, long ah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I know I started. I was like, I'm not even going to pause this. And of course, I paused it. I was like, it took me four hours to watch this yeah. three-hour movie. <laughs> I was like, "That's that's two chapters of Call of Cthulhu I could have done. But... Is I'm definitely hoping to get back. Call of Cthulhu like a long game. Do you know how many chapters it has? It doesn't seem long. I think it's either twelve or thirteen chapters. Okay. And in the few hours I've spent with it, I'm up to chapter three. So well, like and an a lot eight of hour. It, yeah, I'm sure if if you're playing with a guide and you have like a critical path or whatever that you're following, you'll probably beat it fairly quickly. I don't know how much. I don't know how fast I'm playing it compared to other people. It, it doesn't have an in-game clock from what I remember. And I, I didn't look at like how long to beat.com or anything like that right. to see. Okay. If I remember seeing a couple playthroughs of it, I think it only took them like five hour long episodes. Ooh. That sounds right. That was me. That so, was mine. I, I that that was my beep. I know I get every, I get on to everyone about silencing their phone before so the podcast that I forgot. So, so, so delicious. My internet that I just got installed went down like right after I went to pick up Ethan today. So just gonna, just gonna I just set up an appointment just, for that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that you're just putting all these bad vibes out in the universe. What? Bad vibes? I'm saying I'm enjoying the fact that, that you, as much as you... Oh, I thought you were talking shit about to, my internet again. No, I feel terrible about that. You just got it. Yeah. No, I'm saying that Travis made a mistake. We love when Travis makes mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. Yeah. I just get to edit them out so no one knows. That's mm. <laughs> <laughs> your right. final cut, motherfuckers. Grumble. Yeah. All right. I guess I think it's time for some news. Yeah. I think Do-do-do-do-do. it's time for a little no. bit of news. What? You can't take the Roper Report yeah. news, news thing. What? I don't even I don't think he realized that, what he was doing. I don't, doing. Yeah, I don't I think know what that is. Either. That's yeah. just an old-timey news. He just news. has games I think, was, I think he was so trying to often. think of like the news ticker of like back in like the 50s yeah, or that's something. Just a, yeah. the, what do you think? They made that up? No, no. But yeah, they took that from but that's, something. No, yeah, but it's all yeah. the way you did it. I literally don't even know what a Roper Report is. Roper Report? Let's just move on. 
Time Let's. for some news. <laughs> First up on here. Five items of it. No, no. <laughs> what well, the fuck was that? <laughs> you just don't watch enough games daily. Yeah, I guess that's probably I guess. Yeah. These are just inside jokes. All right. Call of Duty Modern Warfare had a, uh, I believe, who's is Infinity Ward. That's the one. Yeah, they're the ones that are doing, doing this yeah. cycle this year. Uh, they had a big talk where they revealed more of the multiplayer. We're talking about um, things like kill streaks, how the how that system is going to work in the game. One of the big things that they dropped was that this one, because they announced earlier this year, there was this is going to be the first Call of Duty that has crossplay between PC and consoles. So that's a big move. People have been wanting stuff like that for years. It really helps, particularly with these yearly games where by the time the next Call of Duty comes out the numbers significantly dwindle on each platform. And so being able to just pool them all together keeps those player accounts up for longer. So I think that's really important for this kind of thing. But of course the question is, what does that mean for people that are playing on console going up against people playing on PC where you've got gamepad controllers being used versus keyboards? You can opt in or out of that on both platforms. Yeah. So and be I believe paired. it, uh, whenever you join into a match, it automatically, puts you with what you're naturally playing. With. Exactly. Like, yeah. so if you're playing with a game pad, it'll put you playing with people against game pads. Yeah. Okay. That uh, question, but yeah. yeah, like Travis said, you can opt in to like be a game pad player, but play against mouse and keyboard people. Mm-hmm. I would, I would assume most would probably stick to their, their, their traditional. Yeah. But also I think it's just finally going to put a, an end to that art, you know, that age old argument that's been happening for years now between console and PC players, you know? I mean, I think no. I don't know if many people disagree. I, I, I would definitely get owned much more by a keyboard and mouse. Oh yeah, if you yeah, introduce it, that, if you've into been playing it. one for a decade and then you switch the other, you're obviously not going to play at the same skill level. No, I'm saying of you, the, the thing you that you're used to. Introduce like more that, yeah, people yeah. that are prone to using. Oh, that. gotcha. Yeah, you think it, you, it doesn't matter? Give me a gamepad. Give them a controller. Oh Give yeah, it doesn't matter what I'm, I'm using. I'm gonna be in the bottom no, five yeah. every match anyway. Yeah, I'm terrible. The controller's not what's holding it back. Yeah, no. But uh, yeah, and that does work both ways, I think. So if you if you wanted to, if you feel comfortable using a gamepad on the PC version, it's the same thing. You can switch over to just yeah, play you can switch over and just play use. against gamepad console yeah. players and stuff like that. I like that because I know that is a very popular option. One of the first things when people talk about how oh, just get a gaming PC, blah blah, blah and you're like oh, well, I don't want to play the desk. But they have those streaming boxes now, like the like Nvidia, like Steam has the the little box that you can connect to your TV and it streams your game feed to your TV oh, right. over cool. the similar to like remote play on PS4 and mm-hmm. the, whatever Xbox calls theirs. Uh, so that's cool that that support's going to be built right in. Matt, no one's going to be complaining about getting wrecked by keyboard players. Right. And it, it's funny Unless too, they're though, wanting to, I mean, yeah. I still will, but well, what's interesting and they didn't quite go into detail about this, whether or not if you are playing on gamepad, if there's going to be a way to like turn off the auto aim and that kind of stuff, because I was reading the other day, uh, this, specifically when talking about Fortnite and everything that Fortnite is actually easier to play with a controller because the auto aim is so aggressive on game pads versus on keyboard and mouse. We have to be very precise. Yeah. Cause I think it was a, it was something like either Ninja or shroud or one of these like high level mouse and keyboard players were getting like killed a lot by people on gamepad because you can literally just like feather the trigger mm-hmm. and it will zoom you in and just lock on. Like it, someone had a clip nice. where you could just shoot someone through clouds that you couldn't see because oh, you can just you feather just, yeah. and just like move the crosshair uh-huh. and then it'll show you when you're on like Carnage. over something. 
almost like a wall hack kind of thing. So yeah. I don't know. How, I'm sure Call of Duty is not quite as uh, intense, I guess you could say, like as far as the auto aim on there. But they, they didn't really go into details about how any of that I'm would sure, change. I'm sure, call, I'm sure they're smart enough for as long as Infinity Ward has been making these games. And for is forthright, they're being about, you know, uh, telling us about these inclusions and everything that they'll figure out some way to, to yeah. make that work. Yeah. No one's going to say that the Call of Duty games haven't like perfected gunplay on, on right. console machines. And so. if it doesn't work, they'll just patch it. Right. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully they will just patch it. Eventually they will. Our second story. This one was pretty interesting. I hadn't even thought about this. And now that it's happening, I got kind of excited. Uh, 343 Industries announced that map and game type migration from Xbox 360 Halo games is coming to the Master Chief Collection. So if you recall, a big thing. Oh, my God. Did it, I swear to God I put it on vibrate. Was that me this time? That's it was on vibrate, yeah. It's literally you have, This is Travis is in rare form today. That is two, sir. Literally on vibrate. You get one more. You do not pass code. You do not collect $200. <laughs> Uh, if you recall that Halo games since three have had the forge where you could make yeah. people can make custom modes and, uh-huh. and maps and stuff like that. One of the best features of three. Exactly. Yeah. It added a lot of longevity to the multiplayer, tons of cool custom game types and oh, everything yeah, like that. Dude, that was one of my favorite things about three. Was yeah. Just going into the custom game maps and everything. People, mm-hmm. people changed Halo from a shooter to a platformer, you know, yeah. it was crazy. And one of the features on that, of course, was that you could share these modes and maps with other people through yeah. the online system. They 343 has announced now that they are going to have a few dates. I think I have them pulled up over here where. Yeah. So on August 12th at 10 a.m. PST game types will be transferred over from the older games. And then on 10 a.m. PST on August 26th, the maps will be transferred over. Now, this is a one time thing where basically anything that's been uploaded to these servers, like so that they can be shared with other people on the Xbox three versions. <laughs> They're going to wait until those dates. They're going to copy everything over to the same system on the Master Chief Collection for Xbox One and then PC as that comes out. And then that's it. That's the only time they're going to do it. But they're going to bring over that entire library. So if you had old shared content or any of like the really highly rated map types and stuff like that, essentially overnight after a patch, it's just going to pop up in Master Chief Collection and it's it'll all be available. So that's they're cool. carrying all of that forward. And that's, that's cool. going to be... Huh. For Halo 3, Halo Reach, and Halo 4. So if you have a Rockets-only game mode that you've been missing, that you remember... Yeah. If you still have your Xbox 360, you want to carry those things over, That those are the dates. August 12th for game types and August 26th for maps that you can boot yeah. it up, get it transferred over, and then after that, you're shit out of luck. You'll have All to right. recreate it. That's still cool that they're doing that, though. Yeah, it's very cool. Blood I, Gulch. I yeah. think this is another one of those things where it's just like Microsoft this gen has been so good about respecting the past, I guess oh, is the yeah. best way to put it in uh-huh. a gen where like you're not playing old Nintendo games on switch. You're not playing old PlayStation games on PS4 and, and Microsoft is really not even just the games that they've ported, but they're like, we're bringing all of the custom content you've created forward to make sure remember that, that, that one zombie there. map you and your friends played for yeah, six exactly. hours that one day. Guess what? <laughs> That's coming back. <laughs> yeah. Like you joke the rocket rockets only no, or like I wasn't sniper shotties and stuff like, yeah. That, how many times you're like, yeah, that That's was exactly that was what, what I remember. You yeah. You make like a silly game <laughs> mode. Rockets you only play that shit with three. Of your oh buddies yeah. Over rockets over only over. like no shields, all grenades, right? sticky. Yeah, just a, a small map yeah, full of corners. Just a giant shit show. Yeah. No health. One shot kills, man. Great stuff. Yeah. So, very cool. Uh, 
I know personally, I'm very excited for Master Chief Collection to finally come to PC. Yeah, that's, a lot of people are. Yeah, that's going to be very fun. And this is just another little cherry on top. But next up, this is a short little one. The Outer Worlds, which we're all very excited for, is coming to Nintendo Switch. I was not expecting this, but I am pleasantly delighted. Yeah, I'm, I, if anything, I, I think this is one that got announced so late because they've been maybe struggling with it a little bit, just wondering, can is this something we can pull off? Because it is a custom engine, I think. I don't know if it's Unreal Engine 4 or yeah. anything like that. Uh-huh. And uh, this, to me, says that optimization is going really well. And they're like, cool, I... I because it's not coming out day and date with the PS4 version. No, the, that makes sense. PC yeah, it Xbox. seems like they need a lot of more, a little bit more time to smooth that out. Yeah, because those versions are still coming out October 26th. This is just coming out sometime later. They didn't give a date, but they did confirm that. I it's bet coming. you 2020. We're working on it. Maybe. Yeah, actually, I, they probably need a little more time than just a couple. I months. bet you. I, I would probably say maybe March 2020. Early 2020 makes sense. Because yeah. you, especially with Pokemon coming out this fall and stuff, like there's plenty of big things coming out in the fall that like. As far as Nintendo first parties. And the majority of people who are looking towards uh, the Outer Worlds, you know, they're going to buy it on their the the, the the big daddy consoles, you know? Yeah. Uh, not, you, not to talk shit on Nintendo or anything. Sure, sure, sure. So you're not, this isn't swayed you to think, ooh, maybe I'll wait till it comes out on Switch? No, uh, I'm definitely, because I want to play it on, I want to play it on my TV, mm-hmm. you know, but... Um, <laughs> But I, I, you know, I am impressed by it because, like, you know, if fucking CD Projekt Red can get The Witcher Three to run on mm-hmm. Switch, I'm sure. Who well, is it? Obsidian. Uh, it, it runs. It ru- It runs. It, it may not does, run well, but it, it does runs. run, it boots, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it can starts. finish the game. <laughs> I, I trust CD Projekt Red. I think they're going to make that Witcher thing look good. The The Witcher port look good. But yeah, I think. Uh, Oh, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> Long story short, it's cool. I think that's good. It's a good sign. That means this engine scales well. It means the stuff that's going to be running on uh, their future projects. Because again, this is a uh, what is it? Uh, Obsidian, the guys that yeah. recently got acquired by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So this could even be a sign. Maybe since they're working on Switch stuff now, the that, more Switch that maybe Microsoft because they've been a little cozy with Nintendo. They haven't mind uh, minded putting. Microsoft stuff on Nintendo on Xbox platforms. Well, yeah, because isn't there a Microsoft app for Nintendo Switch or something like that? No, nothing like that. There were rumors that there might be something like okay. that. I, it's just that like Cuphead, I think, has Xbox Live support, and so mm-hmm. does uh, Minecraft. And Microsoft's been friendly about putting some of their smaller titles that will run onto Switch. I wonder if this might be a sign that maybe some exclusive that Obsidian works on might end up on the Switch platform at some point. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I would. Especially if they end up using the same technology going forward. Next up, Respawn Entertainment, the developers of Titanfall 2, the upcoming Star Wars Fallen Order. I do like Respawn a lot. Well, they make Apex. I don't know if y'all heard of Apex (laughs) Legends. (laughs) I don't think we talk about that game much on here. Not at all. uh, I believe it was late 2017 they announced that they were going to be working on a VR title. And they've been kind of quiet on it until now. They announced that they have a a window it's going to come out this year they don't have a date they just said it's 2019 confirmed it's exclusive to oculus rift and it's gonna be a triple a vr shooter it's exclusive triple to rift a. that sucks shit yeah i mean well we've talked about this a little bit before it's exclusive until someone hacks it to work on the the htc vive right. it's, it's not coming to ps4 if it's, it's not at all I, they have not said anything about that if i had to triple a vr shooter to me sounds like and especially when you think of respawn and how they 
push technologies and stuff like that. I don't expect this to be something that will necessarily run on a PlayStation 4 okay. in VR without a, like significant cuts. I, I think this is something they're, they're going to focus gonna, on PC development. Yeah, this. this is, this is going to take a hefty machine to run. Yeah. Yeah, because th- when they specify triple A VR shooter, do you think it's going to be like a full room kind of thing? Uh, I mean, I don't know how much Oculus Rift stuff does room scale. Mm-hmm. I imagine it does. Uh, let's see, the game is only confirmed for Rift, but it isn't ex- clear if it will come to Quest. I doubt it. If it comes to Quest, then it will also go to PlayStation Four because Quest is very low. Um, yeah, on the VR scale, low hardware. Yeah, low low resource hardware, low power. Not a whole lot of details about it other than yeah just they they said triple a a few times triple a means bells and whistles shiny graphics yeah and from a company like respawn that's known for you know the vince sampella these were the guys that founded infinity ward didn't leave there until after modern warfare 3 and we have always known as call of duty is one that's like pushing the envelope as far as that stuff goes so it's cool to see that they're working on so many things at once honestly i i they got Fallen Order coming out very soon. Apex Legends waiting. is still under development. I'm waiting for that to see how it is. You know, I'm I just, I'm holding my breath. Yeah, you it's know? a game style that they've never done before. So. Yeah, and it's it's just, it's just Star Wars. You know, weighs heavy on everyone, and I just I want it to be good. I you think know? people can we be overly critical yeah. when Star Wars. Is it's involved. true. Mm-hmm. It's very true. It's the opposite of of Nintendo. They get you get less points just for being a Star Wars game because everyone's got a <laughs> fucking opinion. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it looks like, uh, let's see. Oh, so they are going to be revealing new details at Oculus Connect 6, which is an event that will be held at near the end of September. So we'll probably get more information around then. Oh, error 524, what does that mean? What did you do? Oh, it's no. just the bungee link didn't load. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> let's see. And I actually do want that one. Green Travis man. is going to cut this. Travis is going to cut this. Yeah. Travis is going. I hate your computer so much. When I click the link, it doesn't do what I does on mine. It, nope, it brings up like a smaller link that you have to click on. No, here, you might have to help me find this because it's pulling up like the very first topic document. Or did I just click the wrong? I clicked the wrong link. Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, all right. We just got to toss the topic ideas document. It doesn't Sometimes work. Sometimes Travis is dumb. Sometimes Travis is dumb. Sometimes Travis is dumb. I may not cut any of this. This is good That's stuff. Fine. That's fine. That was a good beat. Yeah, it was. There we go. All right. So our next story coming from Bungie.net. I know I already mentioned this to you. You didn't seem to care, Andrew. You no, were like, oh, I wait, no, I, or Ethan, I don't know. This was when you went on your rant about how you will never buy a game that, drew, that is online that Drew and I say that we will play ever again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because you were like, you, you start ranting about the division and stuff. Anyway, news from Bungie.net yeah. is that they have uh, had to delay Destiny 2 Shadowkeep expansion and the New Light relaunch about two weeks to October 1st. So not a huge, the original date was September 17th, so barely even two weeks later. Just a little bit of delay. They post a little letter on Bungie.net. I'm going to read a little bit from that right now. Quote, being independent means that the future of Destiny 2 is entirely on our team. It also means that we're agile enough to choose to do what's best for our game and our players, even if it's the hard choice. We wanted to let you, our community, know that we're changing the date for Shadowkeep and New Light from September 17th to October 1st. 
This fall is the first step on a journey to for what our team wants Destiny 2 to become, a place for you and your friends to play anytime, anywhere, owning the action MMO and RPG elements that we love about the game, and crushing barriers to entry for friends. We just need a little bit of extra time to take this first step. We didn't make this decision lightly. We know for some of you, us too, Destiny releases are events where you take off time from work or develop a sudden sickness that keeps you from school or work. We get it. A bunch of our team takes some time off to go on their own Destiny Jacket Quest. We're sorry for screwing you up or screwing up your plans, and we wanted to share this information as quickly as we could. Oh, you guys get me. Thanks, Bungie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, good. Yeah, take I mean, as much yeah, time as you need to fine. get your game working. Yeah, yeah. That, it's nice to see things like that because this is something where they could probably just were able to do it right away. Instead of having to go to Activision and say, how much is this going to affect your fiscal quarterly oh, reports? Right. Yeah. Well, but that's Can we do this? No, nope. yeah. we got to hit September 17th. Sweet. Let's crunch the fuck out of these next few weeks and try to fix what bugs we have or whatever and issues are keeping them from releasing. And then you launch an expansion that doesn't launch perfect. And then people have <laughs> 20 more articles about how Destiny 2 sucks and Bungie's fun. Like, this is perfect. This is yeah. the. F- I think this is just more proof that... I- Activision was probably holding them holding back. the reins behind the scenes a little harder than we all thought. And then maybe we shouldn't have been giving Bungie quite as much shit well, as a they've community. Said this in inter- <laughs> they've said this in launch. interviews where it's like now that we, you know, have all the say and all the the pull that we can focus on giving the product that they want to give. And at the end of the day, if it's not up to their standards and quality, they can do stuff like this where it's like maybe we'll just take a little bit more time. They're publicly apologizing and saying, we're sorry. We understand that this is not what you guys had in plan, but we want to give you the, you know, upper product that we, for sure. We talked about, I think, yeah, that's definitely the way, I mean, and the destiny community is, is strong already. And man, yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. Like when they were still under Activision and, you know, their previous DLCs, whenever they came out, they were still getting shit for them, you know, for not working and everything. They love their game. Yeah, they they, do. They're ravenous. Yeah. They love destiny. That's what I was going to say is that like so much of this rings true because like, I can't tell you how many times I've been on that subreddit and seen like p- people were just like, oh, yeah, I played with so and so and found out like they were a Bungie employee and like these people are out there playing the game and stuff and they don't get to play like they're play testing, they're developing and everything, yeah. but they don't get to play Shadow Keep until October 1st. Like that's when what they're doing matters as far as their character is concerned. That's when they've got close friends and family and stuff that are waiting for new light because, ooh, I want to jump over to PC. I, I want to carry my character over. Like these guys. This is the one of those companies where it's like they are playing their games. They are just ex- as excited to like get the ball rolling as well. So it's cool that they came out and put that letter. Yeah, that felt very heartfelt and honest. And yeah. I'm still very excited for October 1st. I'm going to download that on my PC as soon as I can and get that whole thing we'll see how it thrown goes. over. <sighs> I might jump I, I just on. like a lot we'll of see the how new, cheap it is. That's that's all I'm saying. It's free to play. New lights free. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But again, I ha- have an I don't I already have that part of it. The only th- well, yeah. So but there's still there have been tons of like free content. Well, sure, that but has I already have that. Like, I don't need to buy that. Like, I can Correct. just jump back in and do that stuff. But it's there's a lot of user friendly additions and after that. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I don't there's more, buy that. But that's the thing is that the way that New Light is going going forward, it's not as cut and dry as oh, do I own the new expansion? No, I remember. I don't, okay, yeah. well, I can't run campaign missions. No, with, they were saying that you so can, so. you know, as soon as you get it, you can jump right into like the what the end game content were they saying that yeah like you can yeah. if you made a new char- like you'll have you would be able to carry your character over sure, or whatever yeah. and I, as far as i know like we i can bounce between platforms like when i'm done on pc mm-hmm. i can upload my save transfer to ps4 and then and that's cool and, and, and i like yeah that. it's not like, like a one-time transfer but 
yeah, even even disregarding the annual pass, disregarding Shadow Keep, mm-hmm. which I never since buy. Since you last played, yeah. there's still seasonal events. There's sure, still yeah. new well, what, the, content and there stuff. Were the, the Solstice of Heroes is like yeah, that's going, going on, on right, right now. now. Yeah. They're doing Moments of Triumph again, mm-hmm. which they usually do closer to the end of each year of content. So even when this rolls out, once New White, it's kind of like when the Taken King came out in Destiny 1, where it's still huge changes to the user interface, huge changes to the inventory. Yeah, quality of life stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm sure the gear and loot stuff has changed to where it's, you know, Oh yeah. There's some significant changes to like, it's, it's supposed to be closer to like the division two. And if you want to dig into like the real nitty gritty can RPG mechanics of it, that's there for but you. But otherwise you could just stick to the surface and it's yeah, you can just, Oh, yeah. this one's got a higher number. I can do. I my did old see one, one <laughs> of the new, uh, what are the, what are the, vehicles are called again sparrows sparrows i did yeah. see one that was like a really tiny short one that they were nicknaming the the scooty puff jr and it's like <laughs> that's it's seriously funny. like a little itty bitty car awesome. yeah that's good um so that was fun and i did like when i saw that i was like oh that's a mount i kind of want to jump back and get because you know ridiculous stuff like that's always funny mm-hmm. mounts and shit so speaking of ridiculous stuff we got playstation plus games for august 2019 that's a good segue thank you I say ridiculous because one of your games is Wipeout Omega Collection, which I fucking love this series of games. So Wave Runners or what is that? No, so Wipeout is like it's closer to an F Zero type of game where yeah, it's that's all what hover I was cars, thinking. super yeah. fast, like yeah, hovering vehicles, like bolt, this series like, you dates can go back like to the PS One, right? Fast that's on cool. Here. Yeah, this is like a long running PlayStation franchise. Yes. Uh, I believe late last year it actually got a PlayStation VR update oh, for fuck. free. Neat. So it was not like yeah, you can play the entire campaign in VR. It's it, it, like this is one of those that games kind of cool where it is hard to keep up with how fast things are going sometimes, and that's just on a TV. Yeah, like in a VR headset, it's nuts. It is intense. Uh, for those that are in, unfamiliar, the Omega Collection is a remaster of Wipeout HD, the HD Fury expansion. And Wipeout 2048. So those are the two PlayStation 3 games and the PlayStation Vita game combined all into one awesome. package. Nice. Remastered 1080p 60 frames per second on the base PS4, 4K 60 frames per second on PS4 Pro. Uh, the futuristic racing series features anti-gravity ships instead of your traditional race cars, and they each have their own defining characteristics and strengths. In total, the game features 27, 26 different tracks, 46 ship models, and nine game modes. You can play with friends in either local or online multiplayer, and the collection can even be experienced in PlayStation VR if you have it. Uh, I bet you it probably does. It have like a really good, like kind of like vaporwave music. It has a kick-ass fucking score, and also to expound a bit, uh, F Zero does not have the combat race like aspect of it. No, it's just strictly racing. So this has almost Mario Kart style combat, and that you go over traps and little, stuff. yeah, you can, you pick oh, up boosts, boosts and you have like little boxes that you pick up and you might get a missile or a homing attack or a, a, a wave one, like that fucking fucks up everyone in front of you. It's, it's cool. It's very fun. A lot of cool combat mechanics in there. Uh, I, I love the series. I think I was first introduced to it on the PSP version. Uh, and it's, yeah, that's a, that's a good freebie. Yeah. Uh, this had GameStop GameSpot gave it a nine out of 10 when it came out. Uh, of course they did. Definitely worth checking out. And your second game is Sniper Elite 4, which I've always wanted to dabble in this series. This is the one where it like zooms in anytime you get like a crazy shot. You can like shoot someone's dude in the testicle and you have like four (laughs) counters and stuff. Yeah, where it like zoom in and x rays. So like 
you get uh, bonus modifiers for certain types of attacks, and then yeah, like if you shoot someone in the wrist, yeah. it you like it zooms in, Mortal shows Kombat you, style, shows like, the bone, yeah. like yeah, exactly, like the mortal, the new Mortal Kombat fatalities. If it's just like camping and just taking your shot, it's I, real I think sniper I might, stuff. I think I might take. Yeah, it. like you, you know, it's free. It's give free. It, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, a little taste. Quote, the third-person shooter is shot in 1943 Italy, where you control a sniper to scout out environments and take out Axis forces using your rifle, traps, explosives, and more. That's cool. Sniper yeah. Elite 4 also features co-op and competitive multiplayer modes. Oh, that'd be fun to do co-op. So, yeah, and not even, like, new-school, like, modern-age combat. It's no, like, this, oh, is this is, like, school like sniper action rifles and... Yeah, that's yeah, and, dope. Yeah, Check it, that out. Every all the clips I've you seen in this do, game always look so cool. You want to do some co-op streams, Fuck, Ethan? Just yes. post up two different sides of the map and just <sighs> fucking tear them yeah. down, man. We got games with gold on Xbox Live Gold for August 2019 as well. This month, what we got going on here? You're getting Gears of War four, which was already on Games Pass. Yeah, I was it's on Game say, Pass. I feel like yeah. that was available somehow, somewhere. It's on Game Pass, but this is one. Yeah, if you're if you're not on Game Pass for some reason, and and you but you, you do, do have, have Xbox a Live Gold for that, this is your game for the month. Great game, by the way. I I did play it, but I played it on PC. But still, I had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. I think I played three. Was my last Gears of War? Only Gears, Gears of War three is a great only game. Only Gears of War. R.I.P. Dom. And then uh, this is just coming from news.xbox.com. I'm going to go ahead and read the descriptions for each of these just in case no one's heard of Gears of War before. Get ready for upcoming Gears 5 by playing as J.D., Kate, and Dell in their first adventure. In Gears of War 4, the squad must discover the source of a terrifying new enemy and rescue their loved ones after escaping an attack on their village. After defeating the swarm in the campaign, don't forget to check out Horde and Versus Multiplayer. As part of the road to Gears 5, completing achievements and challenges in all three modes can earn you rewards and character skins that you can take with you into Gears 5. Once you've mastered the swarm, you'll be ready to continue Kate's story when Gears 5 launches on September 10th with Xbox Game Pass on Xbox One and Windows 10. Something I will say, too, is that if you hadn't played the older ones, this is a fine spot to jump into the campaign and the franchise it kind of catches you up on what happened in the first three games, but it's not necessarily like there's been a time gap between. Yeah. yeah, You'll miss out on a little bit of the world building and everything, but this almost just very much feels like kind of like the force awakens when that came out. Like if you hadn't seen previous Star Wars movies, this game's story very much flows similarly to gears of war one and gets people back into the world and everything. And from what I understand, I still I've been dying to go. I might just skip three and finally because I have not played most of two yeah, or we've three. Been t- I swear to God, we talked about it have years been ago. talking about replaying the Gears yeah. of War games for years now, and I've been wanting to do it, but you've always been like, eh. it's just uh, so many games. Well, I, so I don't many. have an Xbox. I love the Gears games, man. I love those campaigns. So your second game for the month, Forza Motorsport Six, one of the most comprehensive racing games of this generation comes your way in Forza Motorsport 6. Start your engines and compete against 24 players day or night in all weather conditions. Customize and race over 450 Forza Vista cars. That's a made-up word. At realistic simulation speeds across 26 world-famous locales. And with the included 10-year anniversary pack, enjoy an additional 10 exotic cars all tuned to the top of their class. With unrelenting action and breathtaking visuals, master the road. And race your way to victory. Ah, uh, everyone knows what Forza is. <laughs> I never really got into motorsport. I, I know it's more of a racing simulator, just, every, right? For one of all, every one of these, I just need you to say, "I don't have an Xbox." I don't have an Xbox. <laughs> but, but it's like it's more of a racing simulator. It's right? very much like, similar. Yeah. It, it's kind of Microsoft's answer to the Gran Turismo series mm-hmm. on PlayStation. Yeah, it's it's very Great series. Nitty gritty. Yeah, very simulation. Gearhead. 
Yeah, uh, I never quite got Monkey into these because you, you, I try one race and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm just running to the wall all the time, no matter how fast <laughs> or slow I go. Oh yeah, I yeah, I'm much more of a Horizon guy. Yeah, but if you are into like real car stuff, shifting, you should if check you're this into game shifting, out. This, this is basically if you have a steering wheel and paddle shift, yeah. you should look into this game. Your third game for the month of August 2019 is Torchlight. Can you uncover the secret buried beneath Torchlight? Developed by the creators of Diablo and Fate. Choose among these three separate character classes. Destroyer, Alchemist, or Vanquisher. And seek adventure through randomized dungeon levels. Slay hordes of monsters. Learn devastating skills and loot endless treasure in this thrilling action role-playing title. Play Torchlight now before its sequel Torchlight 2 makes its way onto Xbox One September 3rd. I don't have an Xbox. (laughs) It's coming to PS4 as well. Torchlight is also on PS4. Boom. Um, yeah, I've heard actually really the good one games time about you this. actually say it, it actually comes out on PlayStation. I've said it all three times. This is a uh, yeah, it, like it says, it's made by the people that made the Diablo games, Diablo one and two specifically, not oh, three. Okay. So it's it's in that style, dungeon crawler, four player. I think up to four player co op in there as well. It looks very interesting. If you like that type of game, this is a good I one. I do to go enjoy through. a good dungeon crawler. I don't think the campaign is particularly long, from what I remember. And finally, Castlevania: Lord of Shadows. Play the role of Gabriel in Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, not Lord of Shadows, Lords of Shadow. Multiple. (laughs) Raised by the Brotherhood of Light to begin your quest across a destroyed world to defeat the three factions of the Lords of Shadow and end their unholy rule. With your devastating combat cross, take revenge on those who took your fallen beloved and attempt to bring balance back to the world. Now, if I recall, I think Lords of Shadow was like the first 3D Castlevania. Yeah, that's what I have visions of. Like, it's, it's like, what? I don't want to say N64 because that sounds way off. No, it, it was a Xbox 360 PS3 okay, game. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I mean I don't even think any Castlevanias ever came to N64. Yeah, that does sound right. Uh, I, I just remember like yeah, big bulky 3D models that did not look great though. That's no. Lord's of Shadow looks fine. Maybe it, I'm looking thinking of something. Yeah, else you might there. be thinking of a, of a different game. I know yeah. performance wasn't great, but this is an Xbox One backward compatible game, and I know when I saw Digital Foundry show it off, it's like perfect performance now. Mm-hmm. It, it runs great. I don't think it's one of the pro or the X enhanced ones, so it's not going to run at 4K or anything like that. And this was the good one. The sec the sequel sucked apparently from what I remember. <laughs> What's the name of that I one? I think Colin Moriarty actually had like a scathing review for that <laughs> one on back when he was at IGN.com. Uh, but this one, 85% on Metacritic, 9.4 out of 10 on Green Man Gaming, 94% of liked this game, according to Google users. So yeah, like Castlevania's uh, like needs no introduction. Most people know what you're getting with that. Yeah. Lots of cool atmosphere. Sweet combat. Dracula's. That's a cool one to get. Uh, that'll be the Dracula's. first time I've ever played it, too, so I, I'm very excited for that one to pop up. And those are all of your freebies. I say freebie. You paid for PS Plus. You paid for Xbox Live Gold. You earned these. But those I are earned your, them. You need yeah. to remember to acquire those they before me. they go away if you like the sound of any of those games. And honestly, I tell people this all the time. You should add all of these to your cart. Like you, Like I said, you paid for these services. You, if you don't, if Sniper Elite Four doesn't sound like something you want to play tomorrow, don't play it. Who knows if it might not be something you want to play a year from now? Mm-hmm. That game will be on your account forever if you add it to your cart and check out. Yep. While it's the cost of zero U.S. dollars, so make sure you do those. This one is probably our well. No, I forgot. We got two big Kahuna stories today. First one is a happier tale than our second one, and I'll tell you more about that later. But for now, PlayStation Four, the Juggernaut of this generation of consoles has officially shipped 
100 million units. The better console. And is the fastest console of all time to ever reach that That's mark. fucking crazy. It even surpassed the PlayStation 2 it's, in the same sales since, the, since its release. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, about this, whenever, like, you first brought this up in, like, the Slack, mm-hmm. you, whenever you first posted about it, you said one million units. And did I? Yes, you did. We can go back in the Slack. And, oh, and well, y'all should have known. That's I, not, it sold a couple more than a million. One well, yeah, million. but that's what Almost also like a hundred times more than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Almost. But that's, but that's why whenever you were, like, uh, like, Is that why y'all ignored us, me? Y'all yes, like, because I, Travis is high. He's drunk. He's He's, he should be going to bed if he thinks they've only sold a million years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That was a that's, hardcore typo, uh-huh. if that's the case. That's Slack, hilarious. man. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> Slack will get you. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but uh, just a couple little facts about this, and then we can discuss if y'all would like re- revel in the, the majesty that is the Sony PlayStation 4. Uh, out of the top five consoles ever released, not including handhelds, because that's when it gets a little, little jumbled, of all time, four of the best-selling ones are PlayStations. That's funny. So the number one best-selling console of all time, of course, is the PlayStation 2, followed by the PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. and then I believe the Wii. Yeah, because the Wii, Wii sold like fucking hotcakes yep. when that thing came yeah. out. Yeah, when it first came out, you, it was if you didn't pre-order one. It was insane. Yeah. I, remember the, I remember Even the mania behind that. That was one. fucking mm-hmm. nuts. Uh, and then number four is PlayStation One, the first one. Yeah. And then PlayStation Five or Three is the fifth best-selling console of all time. And lots of PlayStations. Yeah, lots there. of PlayStations. And the reason I say it gets muddled when you include handhelds is because I think technically, if you do that, then like the best-selling console of all time is the Nintendo DS. Nice. Uh, I had one of those. But a lot of times, those things also so yeah. fucking crazy. The way they report that stuff, I think it always yeah, makes sense to split those. those two I had up one too. Because when you think about like a hundred dollar, hundred fifty dollar handheld. Compared to yeah. a four hundred dollar game console, obviously they're going to sell a little bit better. That's true. Yeah. So I always like to split those up when we sure. talk about those. Lower but, the PS4 price to that and see what happens. Right. Exactly. Yeah. God, I'm telling you, man. Back if, then, if yeah. you remember back when the PS2 finally hit that slim drop price drop of like ninety nine dollars. Yes. P- that thing was selling for seventy bucks retail. Just get one near the end. Yeah. It was a cheap. What it was a still a cheap. The uh, PlayStation player, Classic right? is an MSRP of a hundred dollars, and you could get a PlayStation Two for seventy bucks by the end of that generation. That's so insane. yeah, DVD yeah. player. Sorry, I wouldn't be surprised if P- if somehow PS4 they're able to drop how, the price uh, similar to that. How much lower is uh, the PlayStation Four to the PS One on all time? So, for more detailed numbers, yeah, we got the PlayStation 2 at 155 million units sold over its lifetime, released in 2007, or sorry, 2000, not 2007. Uh, and then the PlayStation 1 sold 102.49 million units, and that released in ni- 1994. Okay. So, PS4 will pass that by the end of the year. Yeah, remember, this 100 million milestone, that's not even considering Black Friday's coming up, Christmas holidays. Shit. Like, yeah, that's you're totally what, right. That is the time of year that these sell the most. Uh-huh. So I would not be surprised if we're seeing 110, 150 million by the end of this year. And that'll probably be reported sometime in January. Wow. Uh, and then, yeah, PlayStation 4 just crossed 100 million. Probably at the end of their quarter. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, PlayStation 3 sold around 87.4 million. And that, of course, that's total in its lifetime. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, because last gen was really more the 360 that blew out retailers. Yeah, and 
360 sold incredibly well at the beginning. It was cheaper than the PlayStation 3, of course. It had launched a year well, yeah, earlier. Yeah, wasn't the PlayStation 3 launch price like $600? It had two models. So they mm. had one that was $499. Ethan's very familiar with that one. That was the one that had the 20 gigabyte hard drive. It failed me. And then... Uh, <laughs> Did you get the orange blinking light of death or whatever the PlayStation version of Red Ring was? No, what would happen? That I with thought the, yours was just a disc read error It was a disc... That was, no, that was the PS2. Oh. The PS3... It was similar, but I think it wasn't it's been an error. on because you sent it over. You asked me to look at it for you one time. It, it and like stopped reading discs at all, and then I think yeah, it just wouldn't turn on. Yeah, don't know what happened to it really. That sucks. Yeah. How That's long do you have it? Not too long. Yours might have just been a power supply thing because if I recall, it wasn't. It didn't even light up. Like you would yeah, turn it on, really, and it was just not responsive. Really don't remember. Yeah. Whereas mine now, tried to fix it. every once in a while, I like to plug in my PS3 and turn it on. Just see. I just pray a little bit, and then it, <laughs> it tries. It tries. I hear it breathing, and then yellow light, and it's like, ah, baby, I'll try again in a few months. She'll come back to me. She will come back to me. Uh, yeah, and the Wii, which I get, uh, is uh, the third best selling, one hundred one point six three million. Again, of course. PlayStation 4 will surpass that pretty handily within the next few months. I think the speed at which it sold is crazy. This was definitely such a weird generation because of how it started. When you look at, because I even looked at, I was, I wasn't sure if we wanted to talk about like a retrospective or anything like that today. Decide not to because I did have time to throw a whole bunch yeah. of stuff together. Save a retrospective for a whole, a whole yeah. Episode. But I did look at like the launch lineup for PlayStation 4, and suddenly I remembered why I didn't buy it for a year. Because it, it, <laughs> yeah, I it's remember a lot that was one of the PS3 main comp- stuff. Yeah, like, that, that was cross gen, yeah. like Assassin's Creed Four. Didn't Black have Flag, very many exclusives. I think 4, maybe like, the only exclusive was maybe eighteen eighty four. The Order eighteen eighty six did actually not come out until two years into the life of the PS3. Really? Yeah. Okay. You know what did you launch PS4? day one? Yes. Okay. You know what did launch day one though? Fucking knack, baby. <laughs> knack, baby. I was so blind knack to not attack. buy the PS4 day one for that ga- that game. Knack that three win. Yeah, it was a couple sports games and stuff. Um, not a like a very weak launch lineup, yeah. honestly. Wasn't the PS like VR like the? It was almost like a demos kind of thing, but it, it had a couple of things for their PlayStation Eye toy thing. Move the PlayStation Move. Sorry. PlayStation 4 did not support Move no? until was that, PlayStation, was that PlayStation VR came out. Yeah. Oh, that was 3. Okay. That was 3. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I remember when I first got my PlayStation 4, the only game I was really playing was GTA 5 Online. Yeah, when I bought mine, it was because Destiny was coming out, and I, I bought the... I remember the, we were talking about that. Yeah, it was when, a year after, and I bought it for the uh, Glacier White-Destiny combo, mm-hmm. and... Oh my god, that that's why when y'all talk shit about these kind of games, I will never forget how good Destiny One was playing at the beginning. Of course, you get through the campaign, and then there's like, like we blew through the content so fast and everything. But that was incredible. Like I, that to this day, I think that's one of the best games I ever played. Was that like those opening moments of Destiny One? Like that really? Was, like to, yeah. it put had that much of an impact on you? Yeah. How many people like how many times did you get like a console, especially in your adult life, where you boot it up and you're just like, oh. Yeah, I mean, this looks like the game I played on PS3, but it's a little sharper. Whereas, like, Destiny, like, that was like, oh, my God, this is a new thing. It was cool for it because it was from Bungie. Like, I had missed out on so many Xbox things. Like, I would played Halo 3 and Reach at this point, but it's like, dude, this is the future of Bungie. This is what they're doing. And and it it was so good to play, ran well. I don't know, man. I got a soft spot for Destiny. I remember, well, like, kind of in, like, being in awe of that world, I remember that was, like, how I felt whenever I first played Halo three mm-hmm. and you load up in that jungle area and uh, you know, you wander out and you have like the, you have the firefights on like uh, 
like the like the small waterfall uh uh river. You sure you're not talking about Metal Gear Solid three? No, I'm talking about I'm talking about <laughs> Halo three. No, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, but I'm I, joking. Because you also drop in a jungle and you go through that <laughs> Russian encampment and <laughs> Well, this one don't you don't you start off like falling in space or something? Yeah, you like fly through because yeah. you get launched out of like ship in like the end of Halo Two or whatever. Yeah, yeah. you've just, just been land. flying across the universe for however long. Uh, speaking of Xbox, though, a neat little point of comparison is that the sales performance for the PlayStation Four between 2019's quarter, first quarter and 2018's was about the same. Like there was, if there was a drop off, it was like a half of a percent. And on the other hand, we talked about this not long ago. Xbox One over the same time period has had a forty-eight percent dip in hardware sales year over year. And this is all. This is what so many people, when that number came out, they're like, "Oh, well, it's the end of the generation. Everyone's bought their consoles already. I'm sure PlayStation's that. doing the no. same thing. It, everyone, we know PS Five and X, the next Xbox are coming. Of course, no one's buying these hardware now." It's just not Sony true. put out a fucking article in Wired. Everyone knows PS5 is coming out next fall. Yeah. Like it's it's not secret information in the industry now, and everyone's still buying PS4s by the truckload. It's still it's just not true. Yeah, it's just and a, with this holiday with like Death Stranding coming out, Last of Us coming out super early on the next year, the new Call of Duty, which again right this generation they've been marketing specifically on PS4, like. This could be an incredibly they, strong holiday for they them. They saved a couple in their pocket for like the last big sale for this this holiday season. Oh, that's not even the end of it. I mean, you got Ghost of Tsushima coming out next year. You've got oh, I forgot about yeah. that. There's still like big PS4 games one. coming. Like, last of Us too, but we don't even know if that's going to be on this generation. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be. No, a it's a, it's a thing. PS4 game. It'll okay. probably be cross gen. Yeah. I, I would be shocked if we didn't also get like a day and date PS five version for launch where it's just like, Oh, it's not just backwards compatible, but this is like the we PS5 built this game version. for PS five yeah. the entire time. I wouldn't be surprised if we got something like that. Uh, yeah. Sony's set up in a really interesting position right now with so many of these late game, late gen games being such heavy hitters. Like I would not be shocked if death stranding last of us part two and ghost of Tsushima are all like these have been being made for PS five but they've also been built in a way that scales back to PS4. Like we talk about swan songs for console generations where, you know, God of War two for the PlayStation two comes out after right. the PS three launches. The next generation has already come out. Yeah. And then the last of us for the PlayStation three, mm-hmm. like this is like, we've never had this many quote unquote swan songs in such a small window. Like it's, this is going to be an incredible holiday and incredible beginning of next year. Yeah. And still, presumably, more to come. Like Sony keeps saying, we've got first-party titles we haven't even talked about yet. Yep. <laughs> we know there's a Horizon in development right now. We know there's probably going to be They're a new really game. There better oh, yeah. be. Uh, what was her name? What's her name? Um, Janita Gavankar. She's the voice of Aloy. The actual, uh, the Aloy no, she's not a voice of Aloy. She's one of the side characters, I think, in the uh, the Frozen Wilds DLC. Oh, okay. But uh, you, do you know who she is by name? She no. was in the league. She was the voice of the main character in Star Wars Battlefront 2's campaign. Oh, um, I remember she was if on I showed James you a Daily picture, once. You would, yeah, yeah, you would recognize her if I okay. showed you a picture. Very bubbly. Yeah, she happened to let loose. She was at E3, and they were just like, she was just talking to fans and stuff and happened to say something about how, like, you guys aren't going to believe what they're doing in the new Horizon oh, game oops. or whatever. And there was a be like, shit, I don't think I was supposed to say that or whatever. <laughs> so, like, if you didn't know, which you did, because, like, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn was one, was of, one the of the best-selling PlayStation 4 yeah. exclusives. That's in development. We know they're also, they have two teams at Gorilla right now, so they're probably also working on a new Killzone game, 
which could be launch window for PS5, as well as whatever Horizon, like depending on how development goes for those, like they, those could be coming out fairly close to each other as far as all that's concerned. And then finally, our last little tidbit about this little piece of news was in the same uh, NPD re- release, we got that a billion PlayStation 4 games have been sold over this generation. And the next highest in that category was the PlayStation 2 with 1.24 billion games sold. So that's just, I, I think that counts for all software, retail, and digital, anything that's ever come out on the PlayStation 4. So that's a, that's one of those numbers I had not seen before. And reading that, I'm thinking PS4 might beat that. We I still think have some will. huge games coming yeah. up. Uh, third party games sell better than they ever have before. Again, with how fast these PS4 games sold, I mean, another yeah, two hundred forty million yeah, copies not, does not sound that, like that's no. going to be that much. No, yeah, and even like you said, with Death Stranding, Last of Us Two, Ghost of Tsushima coming out, yeah, those things. I mean, it, does it does it does anyone else kind of feel like it's surreal that Death Stranding is coming out this year? Yes, I. It was one for a while that like Kojima had kind of kept saying we have a date in mind, like we're going to hit it. And then the way the game industry works, he's one of those guys where for some reason, they always like to pretend like he just takes forever to make games. He literally tweets about it with a screenshot, like every day. Yeah. 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 I've been seeing that when I log in into our Instagram, <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's Kojima. He's very open about it that they're like, yeah, getting it for yeah. some reason. He's like one of those people were almost like in the square Enix bucket where they're just like, Oh, they just take forever to make games. Oh, there's no way he's going to make his on time. And, mm-hmm. And Square Enix gets in trouble for that because they announce things too early. <laughs> yeah, they say six years before something comes out, "Hey, we're working on this thing." They give you like a screenshot. Or Whereas like a Death poster, Stranding, yeah, yeah, like title, yeah. We have seen little bits of Death Stranding since its announcement, since he formed this. And I, something to consider too, I think, is the fact that you know when this game was announced, the studio had only been open for months. That's like, right. You got to remember that he left Konami and then opened Kojima Production Studio. And we're hiring staff members and picking their engine while still making this doing game. pre-production mm-hmm. and getting artwork done and signing I ninety nines. Yeah, well, signing contracts <laughs> yeah. for actors and stuff behind the scenes, and yeah, just building a new NDAs, studio from the yeah, ground business. Up. Yeah, an LLC. Like whatever. from opening the studio to the release of Death Stranding will have been about three and a half years. That's fucking crazy. Think of how many games by established studios have taken five years or yeah. longer to make. And this guy opened a business in that time. Clearly, he's had help from Sony and stuff and financing oh, yeah. and everything. But yeah. still, they're backing him. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, Sony's handing everything he needs on a golden plate. Oh, know? absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, yeah, it's incredible that that game's coming out so soon. I, I, I would have guessed that it was going to be delayed, but. Oh, for sure. That's the like, realness for me. November? Is with, it coming out November? Uh, or September? <sighs> I would oh. say later on probably makes more sense because September is technically November. only next yeah. month. But I mean, it could November be. 8th. Yeah, yeah, that sounds more better. But yeah, surrealness of like, oh, I can't believe this game is actually coming out. Kingdom Hearts 3 killed that feeling for me. So nothing, <laughs> nothing surprises me that it's coming out anymore. Everything will come eventually. Did you not like Kingdom Hearts 3? That is such a, a loaded question. Yeah, I don't know. Pass. Nothing will be ever as great as Kingdom Hearts 1 to me. Kingdom Hearts 2 is better than Kingdom Hearts 1. I don't know. I remember, I don't know. I guess I haven't, because uh, I did the, whenever the combat is 1.5 came out, I went back and I play, replayed 1.5 and I loved it, but I didn't pay, replay 2.5. So you should Sounds go like back and do that on your part, I just remember, I just remembered I like one more and I like two. I, I used to, I don't, I don't think If you I, don't, you can borrow my copy. I just might do that. Yeah. It's a, it's a, well, I got it's beat, a physical copy. So you I can should just, actually beat three before I should go, before I go back and play one and two again. 
Oh, so you have three. I have three. Yeah. Oh, right. And you haven't finished it. No, oh, okay, I have okay, not. Okay. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 is a sore subject. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our final piece of news today was kind of a bombshell that's kind of still developing right now. It's yeah. Let's just dive right into it. Uh, E3 organization, which is the ESA, leaks data for over 2,000 journalists and analysts. Uh, I'm just going to read this whole article. This is from VentureBeat.com by Jeff Grubb. Uh, if you attended the Electronic Entertainment Expo E3 trade show this year with a media badge, it's possible that some of your sensitive data is now public. Each year, the ESA hands out hundreds of press badges to certain members of the press. To get one of these badges, I have given the organization my name, phone number, home address, and more each year for the last half decade. That info goes onto a spreadsheet that the ESA hands out to its member companies. This makes it easier for these companies to invite press to E3 events and meetings. Up until yesterday, however, that list was accessible to anyone who clicked on a button on the ESA website as first spotted by YouTube creator and journalist Sophia Narwitz. Since then, the ESA has removed the spreadsheet from its site, but it did not do that before other people were able to download it. At this point, it's impossible to tell who has the list. This failure is adequately secure. Sensitive data doesn't just expose game journalists. I've confirmed with someone who has access to the list with the ESA's permission that it contains info for YouTube creators, Wall Street financial analysts at firms like Wedbush and Goldman Sachs and Tencent employees. This puts ESA in a tight spot. A research or I reached out to the organization and it provided the following statement from a spokesperson. Quote, ESA was made aware of a website vulnerability that led to the contact list of registered journalists attending E3 being made public. Once notified, we immediately took steps to protect the data and shut down the site, which is no longer available. We regret this occurrence and have put measures in place to ensure it will not occur again. While this breach could expose people to certain threats, it could also hurt the ESA's bottom line. The company paid the organization a lot of money to show up at E3, and part of the reason the trade show is worth that price is because the group has a spreadsheet with the contact info for popular YouTubers and influential media personalities. If people are more hesitant to share that data at E3 2020, suddenly the show is potentially less valuable to attending developers and other companies. The ESA website was likely also accessible from Europe, and it contained info for European members of the press that could turn this into a GDPR or general data protection regulation issue that is the EU regulatory framework that obliges any company that collects data to meet certain assurances of security. The maximum fine for a GDPR violation is 20 million euros. So that's a lot to process. Ethan, I know it looked like you had some thoughts about partway through the article. No, I it was just seems laughing. like someone I was just fucked up laughing at the way you said Goldman Sachs. Gold is it Sachs? It is Sachs. That's what I thought. Gold Sachs. Yes. It's the gold socks. Sorry, this is funny, but yeah, no, I was. I mean, yeah, it's a lot to take in, and like you said, it's still developing, so we don't want to say too much too quickly because, I mean, this could go a lot of ways. Yeah, the story is constantly changing. We always have to because of the way this podcast it works. We get to you once a week to tell you about what's happening. This is obviously a developing one, but it was a big enough story that it made sense to not just wait until... Yeah, it's a huge bomb. I yeah, mean, wait until it developed further to like start talking about for it. Sure. Because I personally have some thoughts. I'm sure you guys have some thoughts. Well, yeah, anytime any personal information like of this caliber is leaked, it, it raises red flags for everybody. For Play, sure. PlayStation has been unfortunately hacked multiple times and you know, oh yeah it's a it's a big you know scare mm -hmm. for a lot of people especially because you know credit card information all that stuff is connected yeah, it's valuable everything's digital travis yeah. you're the way you pay for things is digital yep i mean you know so this yeah it's it's a huge 
Alert. I mean, I've had my ID stolen. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, that can ruin your life forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are also, these are people's phone numbers and home addresses. And they yeah. are, you can change a phone number. Uh-huh. You can't move these, every time this kind of thing happens. These are also people with like, some of them, not all of them, public opinions that go out to people. Not everybody agrees with your opinion. Oh, absolutely. Some people take that to extremes. And that's what some of these are worried about. That Threat, was the first no, thing and, that yeah, I thought yeah, of. I remember yeah. seeing on social media. Uh, Danger. Yeah, just. Some yeah. crazy person showing up to your house. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. It's fine. Yeah, I know. Just, just to add on to what you're saying. Yeah, some, some of the uh, people's information that have been linked have just been the constant harassment has just been never ending, and these people don't deserve it. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely my first thought because yeah, you're talking about a community. We're not to put down gamers in general, but it's one of those things that it's a, it's a community more actively connected to the internet and these social media platforms and stuff than really anything. So yeah. you see a lot more of the vitriol and like the, the uh, opinions certain people hold. I think it's a case of a few bad apples ruins the bunch. Sure. For exactly. sure. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Twitter's a cesspool. It's all the vocal <laughs> minority going on over there. Like, but you like think of anybody that works at places like Kotaku or Polygon. Like, yes, they can't post an article these days without someone trolling just either trolling or threatening people over their their views or opinions on a certain thing and a lot of those people's names were in this list yes a lot of them a lot of people are ride or die quote unquote insert whatever you want to put in there and they will defend that shit to the death yeah yeah it's a very dangerous situation and it's one too where you know, of course, some of the first jokes that came up about this was uh, E3 must be trying really hard to make sure no one wants to go next year because they've already had such low attendance in the past few years and stuff. Yeah. And and now you're getting to the point where I know Alana Pierce was already starting to reach out to people and start collecting information about anyone that this has affected personally already to work on a potential class action lawsuit against the ESA. And yeah, like this article said at the end that, I mean is anyone going to go now? Like, are you, if, if you need to give any kind of personal information to this organization, are you going to even bother going to E3 this yeah, year? It's, it's and, getting easier and easier to avoid between PAX and Gamescon. And, uh, there's this other big one, uh, Rami Ishmael. He's started up, a. I think it's supposed to happen early next year, like a more broad worldwide game convention that they're trying to do in Europe because it's easier for people to travel there than it is into the U S for a lot of these right, de- developers yeah. in certain countries and stuff. I think it's more of a central location. Yeah, exactly. For certain but, things. Yeah, definitely. But there's just, it's not like 10 years ago where like E3 was the place to be like these business dealings can happen anywhere now. Yep. Well, even then I think 10, three, 10 years ago, E3 was still starting to be on the decline, you know, because like with like internet leaks and, uh, you know, announcements just going straight to the internet. Um, Sure, but it was, I mean, when I say decline, I mean interest from a lot of these companies and publishers going. Oh, like, there was like a 10 huge years shift ago when Sony was not going to ever not show up at E3 because that's where you go to, again, ha- like we see the press conference and we see release dates as like the consumers, like we're not technically in the industry so deep that we would be getting a press badge sent to us to go to E3 or no. anything. Mm-hmm. But so we watched we it, it all. Yeah, we yeah. see it as like people excited for these games. E3 used to be about these people in like marketing departments and stuff, figuring out what's our tactic for release this year. What are we going to do as far as when we begin certain campaigns? It's, it was for business. Like it was a press conference. It was not. That's why the press wasn't, or the public wasn't allowed. Yeah, And when they, when they opened it up to the public is kind of when that just, they opened the floodgates and there was no turning back. Everything I've read from, 
from various developers to even like Sean Layden of PlayStation to people that work at these outlets hate that it's open to the public now. Yeah. Because again, you now you can't get work done the way that you used to be able to. You can't walk the show floor without someone recognizing your face from that YouTube yeah. channel you're on or hearing your voice and be like, oh, he's on that podcast. I like and want to like go up and shake hands and take a photo and stuff. He's like, dude, I have to get across the fucking room yeah. to this hotel across the street because I have to talk to so-and-so from so-and-so's developer yeah. to get an exclusive interview that I have to have edited and ready to go online in like hours. And now it's like, oh, you can't go anywhere without fans stopping yeah, you. Yeah, you're, you're sending interviews. And you don't want to be that E3. asshole that says, oh, I don't have time or yeah. like, or to get flustered and right. aggravated and like brush off someone that's then going to go on the internet and talk about how it's, uh, this guy was such an asshole when I met him in person. Don't meet your heroes, people. Yeah. And then finds his name on this fucking ESA leaked document and starts sending bags of shit to his house. Like, I mean, it's like, this is, these are the, this is a cycle. This is, that yeah, it it's go the domino like, effect that just goes. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's, it's crazy. I, I don't know how the ESA comes back from this. I would not be surprised if this is big enough to where there's just not an E3 the way we think of next year. Because these people are not going to want to go. Yeah. Like well, and and like you said earlier, like Sony or PlayStation, like they were thinking about they don't have to necessarily like they would debate they wouldn't dare not go in the past. But you said they were kind of yeah iffy. Like you said, you can put it up online. Yeah. Now they can essentially do their own kind of E3. Yeah. Nintendo hasn't been to E3 yeah, in like four or five their, years. Like they, they put their, a booth up and you can play a couple games, but sure. they do the direct. They don't yeah. have a press yeah, conference. Exactly. Live. They have they demos, demos uh, but yeah. they cut a video of trailers. PlayStation <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. PlayStation will do a state of play and that'll, you know, fucking cover everything. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 yeah, this is just crazy the way it happened. And, and to expound a little bit because the ESA statement was kind of bullshit because I looked at this file. Like it, it was very it easy was public to public access. Yeah. It, they or information. Sorry, yeah, they access. they tried to say that, you know, as soon as they were contacted, they took it down or took steps to take it down immediately. But that's bullshit. Because anybody with a quick mouse and finger could have just grabbed it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah like, open it up. Screen capped it. Yeah. Done. At You're least have that since, forever. Right? At least since E3 2019, this level, this year's list has been accessible on their website by just clicking a hyperlink at the bottom of the page. Holy and that's just a, shit. Yeah, but there that's was just no, a list named. It doesn't have the personal information, right? No, no it has everything. It says the organization you're with. It has your first and last name. It has your contact phone number. It has your home address because this is the same document they used to ship the badges. It that's the that is the full document. You could go to just the ESA's website and click and get it. And they tried to say, oh, you know, it was password protected. It wasn't. You didn't need a password because, no, again, I looked at a it. A fucking hyperlink? Yeah, it was not hidden in any respect. Uh, do you do this might be a little bit of a stretch. Uh, do you think I mean, do you, I, I'm assuming you're saying this is a, a straight up 100 percent fuck up on the ESA. You don't think this Absolutely. possibly could be like anything? I think it's a fuck up by the people that use this link for the reason the purposes it was for this whole time. Right. and didn't think to contact anyone. Say, hey, this seemed like really easy to pull up this list. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like you think is it like if you went to a website, like if you went to your bank's website and you clicked my account, if my name never was asked you to sign in at the bottom before I even logged into yeah, my exactly. banking account. Like, yeah. And then also you could just see a list of other people's bank account numbers right. and stuff like that. And you'd be like, Oh, 
that seems this isn't funny. Okay. I probably shouldn't be able to see all. But yeah, this. but I guess what I was getting at, like this isn't like a cyber attack or anything. Like no one no. logged into their servers no. or anything. This it was, was just a straight up fuck up. Complete on them. negligence and incompetence. Like God damn, that is. It's just a plain text file that's just out there. Like there's no encryption. There was no password. You didn't have to do anything fancy to get it. No one had to send you the link to this thing. It was on their fucking. It was homepage. just readily available. Yeah. God, I hope they get a clash action lawsuit. Gone. Yeah. And so, and the thing is, is that the the person that broke this, Sophia Narwitz, uh. She contacted the ESA about this a month ago because someone had po- pointed this out to her and she reached out to them. She called them and spoke to somebody and then she sent emails to multiple departments just to make sure that like as many people there saw this and they were like, hey, we're going to look into it. And she's been sitting on this story for a month, like waiting for this link to go down because she didn't want to publicize this. Because she, that would blow she up didn't and just bring so find more yeah. attention yes. to it. She didn't exactly. Want to yeah. It. Yes. And she didn't publish her video about this until the link 404. 404 is when you, yes. you, the link doesn't work Not anymore. Found. It's broken. Yeah. yeah. You can't find it. Yeah. And basically, once the link was supposedly removed and the ESA confirmed to her, oh, we've taken care of this, then she posted her video. It was only then that people found out, oh, they didn't actually remove the file. They just removed link access. So you, if you still have, if you did something as simple, because there are tools where you can run on a website and like just see like the top level directory of what's there, like the the HTML files, blah yeah. blah, like usually useless stuff. In that to fucking most folder people, that you can just publicly access with a basic scraper, you could still find this Excel spreadsheet, even though the link said it was dead. So yeah. and the, the link was dead, not the yeah, actual, the link was again, dead, but the file, the file had not been moved. The other problem with this is that because it was publicly available, there are internet there are websites such as Google or archive.org or the Wayback Machine and stuff. You know that the internet? Whole, yeah, the plenty of things on the internet, yeah, where they archive publicly available sites so that there's a cache. So that in case like say you're going to somewhere and anytime you've ever gone to Google and you search something and the link doesn't work, but it says cache. You know data. And you can see like an old you, <laughs> you can see an data older works? version of that page. Tons of websites have that up and all the time. It only happens to stuff that was publicly accessible and not like password protected because if there's a password, Google doesn't have it. You know your cookies. Yeah. So this file has been cached already on multiple servers Mm. and stuff. So even once the ESA had taken it down, the cached version was still available. So if you knew where to look, even at the same link, you didn't even have to know where to look. If you clicked the broken link and then just used one of those cachers, it was still there. You can find this on archive.org right now. Oh my God. And and again, because it had been sitting up for so long, sometimes it takes months for these. They call them spiders to go around and create these caches because obviously the Internet is enormous. They can't just be making constant copies of everything up to the minute. It takes time. But what she just didn't realize, because not her fault, she's not a fucking IT specialist that understands. Like she just knew this was wrong and that she tried to get the file taken down wrote to certain journalists and stuff and made them aware of it beforehand in case and they needed igno- to change and their information. And was basically ignored. Ascent by a lot of people, yes. yeah. Really? Yeah, because she reached out to like Kotaku and these sites and stuff, and before she published her video... Who does she work for again? Uh, so currently she's just working for herself. She oh, works for a blogger, yeah, right? Yeah, she was a writer for a website called Niche Gamer uh, for a little while. I think she recently left because she's just focusing on her Patreon and her YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, and just, yeah. I know she currently also writes for... Uh, Colin Moriarty's uh, side quest. Okay. The one, the, the series of videos he does that are more like deep dive topics on, right, on right. certain things. Like he did one about the PlayStation ha- network hack in 2009. He has a video about Oof. that. That's really good. Um, yeah. But so she, she did her due diligence and 
yeah, it's it's just crazy that this happened. And well, it's just also crazy that like you know she's reaching out to these people that are like, hey, information's being leaked. Yeah, like pay attention, and they're like, okay, we'll see. Yeah, and I, I think partly because she is a little bit more small time. Yeah, like it's it's one of those th- and. I won't get too deep into it because I don't have all the details, but I do know that she's one of these people that is kind of shunned by the gaming industry at large a lot because she oh, holds conservative viewpoints right. and stuff. Oh, right. Because like I said, she, she works for Colin Moriarty, yeah. who also, uh-huh. another thing that we won't cover this week, we'll see if anything else develops. It wasn't quite as pertinent, but you know, he had had that panel for Sacred Symbols that, at PAX that they were going got to have. Got taken down, yeah. Got taken down. For With seemingly very little, no reason yes, at the last minute explanation, potentially no because explanation. Yeah. So much of the industry just derides this guy because he holds isn't like super left yeah, wing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, right wing, I thought. No, isn't super left wing. Oh, I'm, he oh is. I'm sorry. Well, okay. even then, he's not even really right wing. He, he he's sees just, himself as a libertarian. Yeah. Like he's and he's got a lot of liberal viewpoints. He smokes a ton of pot. <laughs> <laughs> like anyway, uh, not to get on all that, but. Yeah, Sophia, uh, because of her connection with things like Niche Gamer and that she works with Colin Moriarty and stuff, a lot of people just have like immediately kind of written her off. And this VentureBeat.com story even originally did not even re- mention her as the source for oh this. Oh, my God. Because she was kind of being retconned out of the story that yeah. she broke. Uh-huh. Well, she was essentially almost thrown under the bus. She had this secret. Oh, entirely. This, she had this information that was that she knew was Twitter's, bad. If you go to her Twitter right now, she has just been nonstop responding to accusations for yeah. the last three days yeah. where, of people saying that she only broke this story to, to try get some to notoriety hurt, or no, something. not even to get notoriety, but to try to hurt these more liberal gaming media sites and stuff because of things that they've said about her and stuff like they're straight up like, Oh, you intentionally did this to dox like 2000 people that don't agree with you or something. And of course her first response is dude, people I work with on yeah, like my I'm old sure. site are in yeah. this list. Like I'm, I'm worried about these list. people. Like, yeah. yeah we, we're all in this, like, but it's already been like, Oh, they're throwing her under the bus. Like, she shouldn't have reported on it or something. No, she waited a respectful amount of time where she thought it For could sure, be fixed yeah. by the right people. Well, she did her due diligence. The link yeah. went down. But she again, right yeah, thing, how is she? And then she wanted people to know that something bad went down and yeah. that they tried to cover it up. This is like, think about it. Like and then the, they threw her under the bus. Uh, the Who's the big credit score company or whatever? They had their leak a few years ago. Experion Equifax. or Equifax. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's one of those things where that leak happened a year before they came out and started telling people about it because stories were starting to break about the leak occurring. Yes. And then they come out and say, oh, we're sorry. And no, we were just trying to. <laughs> we're and sorry. Same with Yahoo. They had a hack not long ago where Yahoo had like this huge leak. Didn't tell anyone for about a year and five months afterwards. This is one of those things where, again, this was publicly available. It had been cached. It's been scraped on these sites. People that are going to do the real bad stuff with you, like potential identity theft, they and probably could have just theft and stuff like that. Gotten it. Those are probably the gears are already turning on there. Yeah, they. That's what they do. They're looking for this type of information. They have ways to determine what is what and which one's important to the nefarious yeah. activities they're trying to commit. Why would you leave anyone in the dark on this? Like she did her best to make sure that the file was no longer accessible before to the majority she, of people yeah. Yeah. before she said, Hey, you guys should be aware that this happened because clearly the ESA was not going to tell anybody. They, they didn't want soon. anybody to know. They knew for a month. Yeah. It had been up for longer than that. Like they weren't going to go and throw themselves under the bus no. if they didn't have to. And they weren't going like, to like companies attempt to for it yeah, either. They, yeah. If you can, these companies attempt to cover it up at any Cost. Well, sure, they oh, have yeah. multiple teams that that's their one job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Damage like, control, PR, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And for a company that's already in recent years, again, they've got less people coming to E3. They have people complaining about how expensive it is, hating the way that the show is going, finding less use in the show because of so many alternatives. Like a lot of different people are just, why would we go next year? Why would any of us trust this company with this information going forward? So it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out in the next couple of weeks or months or years. However, nobody has a, has a badge. Does anybody really need a badge? I mean, yeah, you're worried what? about security so just- issues and people that shouldn't be there being there and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, they definitely need to get their shit together. Basically, I mean, yeah, I think this this probably just might be the nail in the coffin. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way I see it. I I don't know how you come back from it. I don't know how any of these people it's give names and address and phone yeah, numbers they're not and stuff. Yeah, anybody absolutely. yeah, you've lost their respect, their trust. Yeah. Yeah, how... You were hoping that there was some sort of security measure in place this entire time. What what do you do as as the ESA to like open it up and show? Oh, hey, wait, these are all the precautions we're taking now. Like, are you just supposed to trust them? Take them but by the word. But then that that admits that there was an issue, the, or know, that there yeah. were no security yeah, co- like, precautions before. Yeah, yeah, that just brings up bigger, like, confirms it. All right. Well, that about does it for us today at the Aston Minded Podcast. Sorry to leave on a bummer, you know, with the the ESA leak. First Street Fighter and now this. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, God, we can't talk about that. Did you hear about the whole thing with Street Fighter at Evo or whatever? Or no, sorry. Oh, it wasn't Street Fighter. Okay, hold on. So I don't. did y'all hear about the leak at Evo that wasn't actually a leak? Are you talking Maybe? about the snake thing? Yes. Okay, yeah. Okay, so at yes. Evo 2019, yeah, yeah, y'all heard about this? I did yeah. see this on Twitter, yeah. Okay, so for anybody who didn't hear... Yeah, the idea was that Evo 2019 happened. There's always a lot of like fighting game trailers and reveals and stuff. And they, the crew behind Tekken 7, Bandai Namco, had a trailer for <laughs> yeah. uh, some new characters coming up in their their third, I believe it is, season pass for this game. Third set of characters. And finalizing the trailer was a quote from Snake that said, oh, that was some mighty good Tekken or something like that. And it's like a, <laughs> a random quote that like the, I think this other Twitch streamer, he uses this quote as like his sign off or his subscriber or something right. like that. Okay. Some sort of thing he had commissioned from David Hayter, I believe. And Evo just thought it would be funny to put in there. And, of course, the crowd goes wild thinking that oh, Solid no. Snake is about to get announced as the new character in Tekken 7. And then it's like the end of the trailer and they don't say anything else They're about like, it. They're like, LOL, JK, guys. And now they've had to come out and be like, we're sorry. Like, yeah, that we was did not, not a tease at Snake. Bandai Namco's permission. Yeah, the, yeah, the was... guy behind Tekken was like pissed and just like, <laughs> I cannot believe that you guys would have done something like this. So unprofessional. David Hayter came out today. It was just like, you have zero permission to use my likeness or voice in anything Ever and is so, David like, Hater the voice of Snake. He's the voice. Well, he was the voice of Solid Snake up until Metal Gear Solid Five okay. when uh, Kiefer Sutherland played. Uh, oh, that's Snake right. in I that game instead. That yeah, but it was it was I think one that like they like I said this was one that uh, he did this voice clip for a Twitch streamer, so it was not like something through Konami or anything. Oh, okay. But regardless, it was just such a dumb fuck up. Yeah, that, like I, I don't know, uh, like not as bad as the E three one, but still, just this like this was just embarrassing. Somebody thought this would be funny and. It had was zero not. idea of the implications, apparently, and just no foresight into people thinking that they just announced <laughs> the secret your, characters. Know of, the room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. room, people. <laughs> Come on. So silly. But uh, anyway, that does it for us today <laughs> for episode 10 of the Absent Minded Podcast. Again, my name is Travis Stockton at Ray Charles Art on Instagram and Twitter. With me, as always, Andrew Crandall. What's that one at you? 
What's your app? Uh, you can ad find you? me at Andrew Loves Video Games on Instagram and twitch.tv slash Andrew Loves Video Games. Yes, you can. And also Ethan Newbolt at at uh, Soulsbjorn on yeah. Twitter, on Instagram, all the good ones. And then catch me tomorrow uh, streaming Red Dead Redemption 2. Still going with that. It's good. It's going Fuck good. Yeah. You shouldn't say tomorrow. You should say catch me on Tuesday streaming Red Dead Redemption 2 because they're not going to. Oh, you know what? You're right. That's a good point. They, they, don't, know, Friday. they don't know what yeah. day it is. They just know the date. We time travel once a week. Sure. <laughs> we we got to account for those days. So yeah, catch me on uh, Twitch at, at Soulsbjorn or twitch.tv slash Soulsbjorn. Uh, yeah. I'll be doing Red Dead Redemption 2 on Tuesdays and sometimes at 9 a.m. No, whenever, sometime throughout the day. I'll tweet about it or oh, I thought something. You were doing, I thought you were doing early streams. Mm, it, sometimes it doesn't work. He okay. told me the other day, hey, guys, I'm going live on Twitch. And then like 30 minutes of just sitting on the oh, main Oh, yeah, you got to let everybody, uh, <laughs> you know, you got to let them find the tweet. You got to let them get their coffee ready and come and sit down oh, and yeah, watch. Uh, you know, you got to let the people come. Yeah, so that and sometimes on my extra days off, I, I do Red Dead uh, impromptu streams. So, And as always, you can find us at our absentmindedpodcast.com web page that takes you to our anchor site where you can always listen to the latest episodes of the podcast as well as our special where we watch movies and talk all about them afterwards you can leave us a voice message over there if you have a question for us or anything you want to hear on the show have a topic have a topic got a song or a haiku call you and leave you a voicemail no i will not call you i will you can call us leave us a love note (laughs) on absentmindedpodcast.com our listener support program is also active you can donate to us one, five, or ten dollars a month if you would like. You can cancel at any time, so you don't have to be on the hook. No recurring charges. I gotta have my Spotify's. Drew's gotta have his his Shake Shacks. <laughs> Ethan's gotta have his pink shirts. With sharks. Why? Wow, waited salmon. Waited to the very end to mention. I just hadn't the even shirt. noticed. I yeah. was like, it, depending well, on the lighting, it could be shirt. purple. It is. Uh, it's, it's nice. Not, it's got little sharks on it. Honestly, it, it, just, it makes me it. feel like he's about to go golfing. We literally yeah. talked about going golfing Putt-putt, on the yeah. way oh, up man. here. Sounds Dude, like a fun time. Are, are we, we actually? No, no joke. I'd be down for some putt putt. See, so maybe so you know fun. this. Does Top Golf do like a, a smaller putt putt course, or no. is it just the like? It's just, it's just the driving range. Nah, I love I love Top Golf too. So I'd be down to go for either of those. Yeah, no, either one. Was, but putt putt, I was pretty. I had my Ethan heart set, set on, on putt putt. Yeah. No, yeah, we can do putt putt. Have it's a slice of pizza, couple beers. Oh yeah, find place for some bumper boats. Yeah, Ooh. kick over some six-year-olds. Just have a good old time. <laughs> yeah, just punt them out of the <laughs> just way. Play through. Come on. I'm old enough. I don't have to ask if you're done. I can just make you done. Anyway, <laughs> again, that'll be all for us today. Check us out at absentmindedpodcast.com. If you didn't hear any of our tags, you can always find them over there. You can yep. find us at absentmindedpod on Instagram and Twitter. Follow that Twitter. Follow the Twitter. Follow the Instagram. Tweet at us. Like us on <laughs> like us on Facebook too because we always keep forgetting to plug that. Yeah, facebook.com slash absentmindedpodcast. And again, all of this is on absentmindedpodcast.com. Ethan doesn't like how often I say the website. No, I loved it. I just didn't want you to replace your plugs with my plugs. Or replace <laughs> my plugs with your plugs. That sounds dirty. It does. How often do you change your earplugs? I don't stuff? have I don't have earplugs anymore. Clean them. I would never take someone else's plug and put it into my ear. Oh, well, I've died, done that, yeah. Ooh. Tradesies after a few years. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Clean them. Jeez. Jared knows what I'm talking about. Shout to Jared. Get someone else's rank in your ear. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. All right, on that note, goodbye. <laughs> Love you. <ya. laughs>